T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is where Ron would jump in and say how much he likes Ray Fittipaldo. And I do too. But again, a little pang of sadness. I'm just going to announce them when they come along, Sean, as a way to sort of recover from yeah, the loss. Grieving. Ray, do you think of Ron often? I do, guys, especially when that song comes on. So one of the great theme songs in television history, I must say. Ray, and this is Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette. You know him as one of our football insiders. He's on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Is it realistic that the Steelers would trade Deontay Johnson this offseason, and would you support such a move? Uh, I don't really see it as a realistic option, Joe. When I look at the Steelers' receivers room, I see two legitimate NFL receivers in there, George Pickens and, of course, Deontay Johnson. Um, and I'm excluding Allen Robinson because I, I think he's going to be cut in the next two weeks or so. Um, so, listen, Calvin Austin um, didn't do much in his first season last year. There's really nobody else on the roster. So, you know, you could say, oh, they could trade him for a second-round pick and then they can they could draft somebody, but you know, the Steelers are never, have never really been the type of organization that likes to rely on rookies. You know, they, they like to bring guys along slowly and make sure they're ready before they feed them major snaps. So um, I, I know it's being talked about, but I don't really see that as something that, um, you know, they're probably going to consider here in the next couple of weeks. You think they're going to draft a receiver? Do they have to? I do. I think they have to. I think they're going to sign one in free agency, another veteran to take over that role that Allen Robinson had last year. And I think it's really important to get a guy in the second, third, or fourth round this year um, that could be a viable number three, uh, a step up from Allen Robinson last year, and then a guy who can develop into a long-term answer as one of your top two because I, I don't really see a scenario right now where – Deontay Johnson is going to come back on a third contract unless it's significantly less than, than what he's making now. So, um, yeah, you got to keep building. you got to keep the weapons around Kenny Pickett, and you also have to look towards the future here as well. So I, I think receiver is a big uh, – it, it's definitely on the agenda for Omar Khan, I think, both in free agency and in the draft as well. 
Well, I'm looking at some free agents right now. I think the Bengals are going to give T. Higgins the franchise tag, right? Is that the latest report? I'm looking at some other guys yep. right now. It doesn't seem like there's a lot. Nobody in the top 10 here for PFF. And then the next guy is Michael Pittman. Does he interest you at all? Mike Evans, how about him? I mean, Michael Pittman's a great receiver. Mike Evans probably still has something left too, but I'm not I'm not really interested in paying those guys Deontay Johnson type of money. Um, you know, I, I'd be looking for... How about little, little Hollywood kid. Brown? Nah. I mean, I, Joe, honestly, for that number three receiver this year, three or four, however the guy in the draft pans out, I'm looking at spending two to three million a year on that guy and that's it and um i'm not really looking at two to three million you might as well bring back gunner at that rate yeah i mean joe i mean how do you like michael Pittman and all those guys are going to be asking for like yeah he's you're right he's too he is too yeah i was just mentioning guys at the top so but but let's get a little bit more realistic somewhere in between people in the top 10 and lower guys calvin ridley is ranked number 24 Hollywood Brown is down there a little ways. Um, let's see who else is on this list. You tell me if anybody catches your Where, eye. Where's Tyler Boyd? Pretty low. He's not even in the top 40 as I continue to look here. Um, yeah, I mean, a guy like Tyler Boyd, maybe I could pay him $7, 8000000 million a year on a short, short-term deal. That Somebody like Tyler would interest me. Um, a veteran, a guy maybe on his third contract, late twenties. You know, that's the type of guy that I'm looking for. But I, you know, I, I even with Tyler Boyd, and as productive as he's been, I don't know that the Steelers would have that type of money under the cap to sign him. Odell Beckham? No. Me neither. Not Odell Beckham. Gabe Davis from the Bills. He killed the Steelers. He has like five touchdowns yeah. in his career again. And there's Tyler Boyd at number 74. I would sign yeah. Tyler Boyd. I, I think he's dependable. You know, he, he accuses the yep. Steelers of quitting every now and again, but I'd be inter- interested <laughs> in that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, Omar Khan made it a priority last season or last off season to acquire a veteran receiver. And if Allen Robinson's not going to be on your roster, and he's not, you definitely need another guy like him in your room. And, um, you know, I don't know the time. Like I, I consider Allen like a really good mentor type of a guy, but he didn't have anything left really to give the passing game. So I still think you're looking for a, a veteran who can be a steadying force in that locker room, but hopefully a guy who can – you know, produce more than, than Allen Robinson did last year. All right, Ray. Uh, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't be right without quarterback talk. So as we sit here toward the end of February, if I had to ask you right now who you believe the alternative quarterback, the other quarterback in the room will be with Kenny Pickett, what's your best bet? My best bet right now as we sit here three weeks before free agency would be Ryan Tannehill. Oh, boy. What about Mason? (laughs) What happens with Mason? You know, I I think Mason is going to explore free agency, see what's out there for him, and if there's a better opportunity for him to get paid more or to have a different role on the team where he's not 
you know, a designated number two, so to speak, then he might sign there. But I'm not really out Mason Rudolph coming back either. I, you know, I, I think um, in whatever scenario you have, you need three quarterbacks on your roster. And I, I could definitely see Mason coming back here as well um, if he doesn't find a better offer somewhere else. Well, let's play a little game that myself and City Limits played the other day. Uh, tell me whether you would like this idea or hate this idea or maybe somewhere in between. You ready? Just for the fun of it here. I mean, uh, honestly, yeah. if Mason goes elsewhere, then pretty much anything is at least on the table. Although I don't think this first yeah. one is on the table at all. I just want to get your thoughts on it. Kirk Cousins. No, too old and too much money, I think. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Gardner Minshew. Uh, Gardner Minshew would not be a bad player. I don't know that he would. He's kind of like Mason. I don't know if he fits Arthur Smith's offense. Tannehill was an athletic guy in his prime. Marcus Mariota, another athletic guy. So I'm not sure that he would fit, but he's a very good backup, and you know they could certainly do worse. Let me just ask you this, Ray, because I think it's a pertinent question for coaches in any sport. Does Arthur Smith – have an offense that he needs people to fit into, or is it more his job to tailor an offense to the personnel that's on hand? Yeah, absolutely. You're 100% correct. That's what Matt Canada could never do in his two and a half seasons with the Steelers. Good coaches find ways to make it work with the players they have. Um, but, you know, there are certain things within that offense, and I think it's also – something that Mike Tallman likes to have in his quarterbacks now. Um, I don't want to say it's a prerequisite in the NFL right now, but you've got to be able to move a little bit, Joe. You can't be – there aren't a lot of Lamar Jacksons out there, but you know, you've got to be able to move around the pocket like Mahomes does, like some of these other top quarterbacks do, because the, the very good defenses are going to have pressure coming up the middle and pressure from the outside – and you're going to have to use your athleticism to make some plays here and there throughout the game. So, again, that's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying guys like Mason and other statuesque quarterbacks can't play, but I think it's easier uh, when your offense does get off schedule if you have a better athlete back there who can maybe make some things happen on his own. Fort, did uh, City Limits order us lunch yet? I think I'm treating you and him to lunch. Yeah, no, he, that something's gone awry. He's he's run off. He has to talk to you at some point. Your credit card's back here. He's getting busy signals. So, uh, well, just tell him to go over there and get the lunch, and I'll pay him back. Apparently, he can't get it until noon. Oh, for God's sakes, Ray! You can't. You can't. I'm treating these guys to lunch, and all city limits needs to do is walk one block and pick up the lunch, and something's gone wrong. Where are you ordering from? Sco- I'd go Vincent's if I was you guys. Scolio's. Vincent's is great. Scolio's, which is yeah. right around the corner from here. And now the, the whole plan is is ruined because city <laughs> limits can't carry out a simple game plan. All right. Gardner Minshew can move around a little bit, can he? A little bit. I, I wouldn't say he's I wouldn't say he's super athletic, but he can make it work, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I, I think in a pinch, if you don't have any other better options, yeah. Yeah, I'm very sad about your reaction to him. I think he's good. I think he's better than Tannehill, don't you? So the, the way I don't know if he's better than Tannehill. I mean, he doesn't have the track record as a starter. Um, 
I mean, look at like what Joe Flacco did this year. I know we're not talking about fits in the offense, but you know, Tannehill is kind of like Flacco light. You know, got to the playoffs a lot and had success there. Um, what did Jacoby Brissett ever do as a starter? I mean, he was spot starter here and there, could fill in, do okay. But are you, you bringing know, I, him I kinda, in as a starter? No, you're bringing him in as a backup. I think Ryan Tannehill. I mean, the guy's always been a starter pretty much. He hasn't even, even been a backup yet. So why are we closing the door on a guy like Tannehill when you you know he's, Does he he's stinks? never even he doesn't stink. Yes, he does. His better days are behind him, but he doesn't stink. He reminds me of a late stage Jake Delhomme at this point. Although he did play pretty good in the uh, in the uh, last game of the year against the Titans or against the Jags, he played pretty good. And he's, and he's a backup, and that's you know your backup's not supposed to play a lot if your starter is doing well. So again, this entire just like last season, Joe, the season pretty much hinges on. Kenny Pickett's development, if he doesn't develop this year, then it's going to be a hard uh, a hard road for them to, to, to get to the playoffs. I thought that Brissett was pretty good in Cleveland when he had to start in place of Watson. He riddled the Steelers, 21-33, 109 passer rating. He's got 51 touchdowns and 23 picks in his career. But we can agree to disagree on him, and let's move on to Josh Dobbs. Is uh, a number three, he'd be fine, but not as a backup. Jumping Joe Flacco. <laughs> uh, Joe would be great. I think he probably wants to go someplace where he might be able to start. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco is, is you again. You could do a lot worse than Joe Flacco as your backup quarterback. I think we saw that this year in Cleveland. Yeah, my concern would be pass, pass protection there. Jameis Winston. No, hard pass. Why a hard pass on him? He's better than Tannehill, not, too. Not very mobile, throws a ton of picks. Uh, you know, I just think, again, I, I think his better days are behind him. Wasn't a starter last year. Um, I, yeah, I just, uh, I'm not a big fan. Who was it that we had the other day that was a big fan of Sam Darnold? Was that Kabali? No. I think it was City oh, City Limits. So I think he's, he's a huge Sam Darnold fan. I think he makes sense as well, although it does seem very similar to what they were hoping with Trubisky. So all maybe the, produ- all the producers here love Sam Darnold. Ray, how about him? Uh, listen, if Sam Darnold would want to play on a cheap one-year deal, um, yeah, he stinks. I'm not paying Sam Darnold like Trubisky money, $8 million a year. I mean, that that was crazy to do that. I, I don't want to get into that again. I'd rather. I'm not paying uh, him $8,000 a year. Why are we talking about yeah. Sam Darnold? Because he p- might be cheap. P- yeah, Potential-wise, right. do you think he, he has less than Pickett? I don't know. Uh, if, uh, if well, that's a good he, question. He actually wasn't yeah. that bad, I guess, in Carolina two years ago, was he? I take it all back. He's great. Go ahead, Ray. No, I was just going to say he's he's older than Kenny. He's been around the block. I think at this stage, he has no aspirations to be a starter, but he might be able to be a you know a decent backup for for some team. Drew Locke. Uh, lukewarm on him. I, I think they could do better. Easton Stick. 
Nah. <laughs> I was hoping you'd laugh at the mere mention of the name. <laughs> I want him here just so we can talk about Easton Stick all year. <laughs> How about co-host Stick? Easton Stick, co-host Stick? Yeah, I mean, who named this guy? He's literally a ho- He's a walking hockey stick. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about him, but he's listed here. Uh, Carson Wentz. No, I, I think uh, I, I think he's he's done. Marcus Mariota. Um, that would be intriguing. Uh, I would like Tannehill more, but I think Mariota would be okay just because of the connection to Arthur Smith as well. Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's older, Joe. I you know. I know Tannehill's older, too. I, I would say maybe, but, I like, again, I would rather have Mariota or Tannehill before Tyrod Taylor, but Taylor's not terrible. It sure looks like Baker Mayfield is going to sign back with Tampa, that's for sure. But just out of curiosity, yeah. if he were to hit the open market, would you be interested in him? Uh, not, for the price, not for the price that he's going to command, Joe, I think. You know, he'd be like a $25, $30 million a year guy. And, um, well, he turned around his career this past season at Tampa. I don't have great confidence that he's going to go, like, on a three- or four- or five-year run playing at the same clip. So I I would say no. I'm a big Baker guy. I'd take him over Pickett. I love Baker Mayfield. The Browns should have built a statue for Baker Mayfield. He won a playoff game, for God's sakes. And instead, it seemed like they ran him out of town. Anyway... What else was I going to ask? I completely forgot about another quarterback. Oh, right now, sitting here today, your confidence level, give it a percentage, zero to 100, that Kenny Pickett is going to prove himself to be the guy is at what? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Say thirty percent, Joe. What do you like best about him? Uh, 
you know, it's an overused word. I like his moxie. I like the fact that he doesn't fold in late-game situation. He's shown an ability to bring them back on more than one occasion. Um, so I think that's probably his best quality in my eyes. His moxie. Moxie. <laughs> I like that word. If that's your best quality, you're in trouble, Ray. If moxie is your best thing you do, uh, is deliver moxie, yeah. then then maybe he should be a moxie delivery man and not a quarterback. I don't know. That's a tough one. I, here's the problem. He doesn't really have tremendous natural ability, the big arm, incredible right. runner, anything like that. And I right. don't know that that I've seen signs that he processes the game well, which is usually how you make up right. for for deficiencies in the natural talent. I mean, he can make all the throws, don't get me wrong, but it's the processing of the game and the pocket feel and things like that. That's what really worries me more than anything. Yeah, and the pocket presence too, Joe. You, I mean, that's just plainly evident on video. You know, you talk about processing, and sometimes that's hard for – people who aren't in the building to understand where to go with the football. But the pocket presence, like any average Joe fan can see that Kenny doesn't have a great feel for when to roll out of it, when to stick in there and to stick a throw in, in the face of pressure. So I, I agree with you there. That's, that's certainly something that's been um, lacking pretty bad in his game here for the first two years of his career. And it, to me, it's going to be interesting. Can a new O.C., can a new quarterbacks coach maybe help him in that regard? To me, that's just something that you're born with. Either you understand how to hang in the pocket and deliver throws under pressure, or you don't. And I, I, I just haven't seen that from him in his first two years. Ray, would you like to end with some free association in honor of our departed friend, Ron Cook? Yeah, Ron is, uh, to all listeners, Ron is still alive. By departed, I mean retired. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me about Ryan Wilson's draft pick. I'm curious. I don't know. Oh who my it is. God! Yeah, that's how I teased. Uh, it was Michael Penix with the 20th oh, pick. You in favor of oh, that? Oh God, no! Let's move on to free uh, association. <laughs> All right, let's do that. I'm clip that. And we can play it for Ryan the next time he's on. <laughs> Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. George Pickens will become a bona fide star next season. Uh, no. Percent chance that Deontay Johnson will be traded? Uh, 12%. Allen Robinson is going to surprise everybody and return to the Steelers. 100% no. Calvin Austin will make more of an impression next season. No. Dan Moore will be your starting left tackle. Uh, yes. Against all odds, Mason Cole will hang on and remain the center. Uh, that's a good one, Joe. Uh, I'll say no. Najee Harris will get a not just the fifth year. He'll get a long-term contract this offseason. No. What month will Mike Tomlin sign his long-term contract? Uh, I'm going to say March. The Steelers will surprise everybody and move on from Larry Joby. Another good one. Um, I'll say no, but I'm not. I'm not particularly confident in that. But I'll would, say no. How would you classify Alex Highsmith's 
season this past season? Great, good, or okay? Good. Who's going to be the corner opposite Joey Porter for the first game next year? Not on the roster yet. Thank you, Ray, and have a wonderful weekend. All right, you too, Joe. I'll see you. What a man he is, huh? City, uh, you're not city limits. Well, he's in you're here full. now. Who? He's back. Yeah, I'm hangry now. Literally <laughs> hangry. And when I get this way, just everything bothers me. Like every little thing. And I want to act out in some way. Thankfully, you didn't take it out on Ray. Do you think this is a good deal, though, for me to treat you and city limits to lunch if city limits merely walks a block to Scolio's and picks up the food? Is there a complication? Put, can you put him on the line? He's put, calling. He's calling in them now. He's happy that it's well. Ringing. They're busy because they're good. They've or he could just walk over and make the order there. That might be an alternative. I can see the place from here. Now I'm snapping. He's putting the order in right now on Is our he? producers. Booth, Are you getting yes. anything? Are you getting something, Sean? He's on hold. Uh, I think I'm going to get breadsticks. Maybe I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not going to get a big meal. You know, I've got producer stuff to do. Now I don't know left. why that struck me as funny. That's I don't like know where he's going what now. my daughter gets. Breadsticks? Yeah. Why don't you get a big bowl of pasta for lunch? No, that's okay. They're getting like a 13-year-old's lunch here. That's appropriate for me. No, anything. That I, I'm, your generosity is greatly appreciated What else? Today. What are you going to dip them in? Applesauce? You're getting a child. You're getting a child's lunch here. Go ahead and get some pasta. See, even this irritates me when I'm hangry. Get something good. Well, we're not going to get anything at this rate. Yeah, because he can't just walk over and stand there and make the order in person. It's much easier. He could have done it by now. Darn millennials. Coming up. Patrick Peterson. (laughs) I love this. He gives his opinions on whether Kenny Pickett should be the starting quarterback here, on Matt Canada, and on some other very interesting matters. With uh, with Bryant McFadden. We got to get McFadden back on the air, by the way. Uh, how about next Friday? Can we try for that? Sure. That guy's great. We're going to play you some of these Patrick Peterson clips. Larry Richard, once again, hosting the Feed the Need variety show to raise funds for our Giant Eagle Feed the Need Radiothon, March 1st at Oaks Theater in Oakmont at 7.30 p.m. Performances from Kiki, from myself, from Alista and Bubba. I'm going to sing there. Actually, I've been practicing a couple songs. My dream is that I'll sing so well that people will want another. My nightmare is that I'll ruin everything and people will leave in the middle of my song. Tickets available now at 937thefan.com with all the proceeds going to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. It's 1131. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency at Gibsonia and see what they can do for you, and of course, the text line. Very important today because we're going to finish with text in the city. Mike DeFabo joining me in studio at noon. Uh, this is brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. So I'm hangry, and I tell these two fine young men, Fort Myers and City Limits that I'll treat them to Scolio's, which is around the corner here. Wonderful Italian restaurant. Get anything you want, I said. I'm so desperate to eat right now to to change my mood that I just said get anything you want. 
Fort Myers orders breadsticks and City Limits orders zucchini sticks. Is that what he got? What the hell? Fried zucchini. Fried zucchini? For Lent, he says. For Lent. Why not pasta? Why not a nice big bowl? This is one of the few places that I've been to recently that has lemon meringue pie. Get a nice dessert. Zucchini sticks and and bread toast. Whatever you guys got. What are you doing? I don't understand Fort. I, I get I, I really don't have like full meals when I'm producing because I get I get too distracted. I always have to be doing things and you know whatnot. Remember how much Ron liked the pizza on, on Wednesdays? Yeah. He started thinking about that the previous Friday, the free pizza on Wednesdays. He was very, very excited about that every week. In fact, he'd eat it during the show on the air. Yes, he yes he would. <laughs> would you get texts about that? Uh, I wasn't getting texts back then, so oh, yeah, I, had no I forgot. Idea. You didn't yeah, have that's access. A, that's a new thing. You didn't have access to the text machine. We're coming up on the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19, Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. The legendary Mike DeFabo joining me at noon in studio. In the meantime, all what, what's the name of the podcast again? The uh, Bryant McFadden podcast? All Things Covered, because they're cornerbacks. It's a little pun. Yeah, I love it. Him and Patrick Peterson. And, man, Pat Pete doesn't doesn't hold back on his opinions, does he? Let's hear uh, – you tell me what he's talking about, then you play the clip. So we're going to start uh, – he's talking about his opinion, Kenny Pickett should be the starter, although he won't say that he should be outright the starter. He kind of goes into a competition thing, as you'll hear now. you think should be QB1 for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. And I'm going to give my my opinion as well, but you you first. Me first? Hold on yeah, a second here. Hold on. Before we get to his opinion, I think he pretty much just delivered his opinion. I didn't hear, what do you mean who should be QB1? It should be Kenny Pickett. What I heard was, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's definitely some reading between the lines in this <laughs> I don't stuff. even think there's any space between the lines. But go ahead with the rest of his answer. I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. Here's why. Mm. I know the season was not what I, – I agree. It should be a, a, a competition. I agree up, upon that because there is a new offensive coordinator coming in, a new regime yep. coordinator yep. coming in. I get all of that. I feel like it, it, it should and needs to be a competition. But if I had to hand the keys over – to a guy, it would be Kenny Pickett because not only we went out and draft this guy mm-hmm. as our franchise, you know, you know, quarterback, it didn't end up paying out the way that we thought it would. We fired our OC. We're going to give everybody a fresh start. And we drafted him to be our guy. So now we got a new office coordinator here, a, a new office coordinator in here, a new office of mine, a new way of thinking on how to get the ball down the field, get the ball in, you know, um, important people's hands, getting the quarterback's coach from the Rams. That was huge. huge. Hey, Pat, I take anything offensively from the Rams. I don't care if there's an analyst, a guy who just holding a clipboard. Heck, I don't even care if a guy who's just (laughs) cutting grass on the offensive side of the football field. Give me anything that's coming from Sean McVay. Yeah, so having a – Yes, sir. He is great. McFadden is great, isn't he? 
Yeah, that was that was good. And I mean, it's an interesting point, but, you know, if you you think that anything that happens with the Rams offensively is going to, you know, carry over, then maybe that is kind of the recipe. People were saying the same thing about the Niners, but it, it really does seem like Peterson was a little hesitant at the beginning, right? I mean, a little hesitant. He was asked who should be the QB1. He said, "Oh man, oh my goodness." And then he said, <clears throat> "It should be a, and then he said, "I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett." Like, there's all these choices out there. Then he said, it should be a competition. It needs to be a competition. If I had to hand the keys over, it wasn't exactly a sterling endorsement, a firm endorsement of Kenny Pickett, was it? No, I, I don't think it was. What else did he talk about? Well, he talked about, uh, he, he briefly mentioned the new offensive coordinator there, but he went a little bit further into detail about Matt Canada, the struggles. and then, Oh, I want to hear that. And yes. then he also talked about how maybe Kenny and Mason were affected by that and could come out better with the new OC. Also think about it, not pointing the, the finger at, at the play caller, but we, I don't know what type of plays we was running out there on offense when, when we had. Uh, <laughs> hold Matt. on, hold on here. <laughs> I'm not pointing the finger at the play caller, but I don't know what types of plays we were running on offense. It sounds like he's pointing the finger at the play caller there. Yeah, this, this is great stuff <laughs> from Pat Pete. Both both these answers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's go with Kenny Pickett. Uh, but there should be a competition. Definitely a competition. If I had to hand the keys over, I guess I you know it would be Pickett. And now this one. Um, I'm not pointing the finger at the coordinator, but what the hell were we doing offensively? Go back to the beginning of this one. I want to hear that again. Sean, don't call me. It's Seth like Myers. when someone says uh, no offense, and then you know whatever they say is going to be offensive afterwards. Exactly. Yes. With Kenny in there as a starter, also you got to also think about it. Not pointing the finger at, at the play caller, but we—I don't know what type of plays we was running out there on offense when when we had uh, Matt Canada with us. You know, I just feel like we were just super stagnant. We did, we did nothing to exploit the defense. Like, I just feel like we was very basic and elementary. But Kenny got an opportunity with the new offense as well. Yeah, he does. Kenny that's got opp- that's Kenny why got opportunity. He will be, to me, he will be who, whoever, you know, like you said, somebody got to go out there with the ones. It's going to be mm-hmm. Kenny, in my opinion. But I also you, think. You said it should be Kenny, too. You yeah, and it should be okay. Kenny. Yep. I think there is, and, and I also think it should be a quarterback competition to get a little, maybe that does light a little fire on, under his behind. You know what I mean? I don't know, but. If, if, if it's a quarterback competition, you know what I say, Pat P? One day you run the ones, the next day you run the ones. And that's, that's the way it is until we get ready for the season. Because right now, that is the major concern for your team. I think here, here, here's, here's my take on on what's the difference between Kenny and... Uh, oh, I want to hear this. That's what I would... Yeah, what's the difference? What's the difference? Mason is not afraid to take chances as a quarterback. Pushing the ball down the field. Pushing the ball down the field. He's going to stand in the pocket. Like, he's not going to be afraid to take that pressure. I think what hurts Kenny is he... Re- like, I think we talked about this, you know, off camera. He retrieves too much, so he makes it easier... Yeah, for guys to he get him, up. and yeah, he retrieves too much. He makes makes it easier for him to get corralled in the pocket, and it makes the def- defender's job that's much much easier because now he can't set up into his throw and give deliver the ball with the right the right amount of velocity mm-hmm. or, or power that he needs to. 
And that's why you saw a big difference on the offenses because we was basically running the same stuff. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, take our shots, run a couple slants. The difference was that Kenny, I mean, I'm sorry, Mason had the ability to stand strong in the pocket and deliver those balls, take those shots. Going back to Seattle. So, wow, there's a lot to unpack there. This might be the most underwhelming endorsement of a player from another player that I've ever heard in 35 years of covering sports. So it should be it should be Pickett. But now it's somebody has to be out there with the ones is the first thing he said. It should be Kenny Pickett. I also think there should be a QB competition and maybe the new coordinator does light a fire under his behind, indicating that a fire would need to be lit there, right? And then he praises Mason compared to Kenny. So I guess my question ultimately for Pat Pete was, Pat, everything you've said so far would indicate that if Mason is back, you'd rather have him in there, right? Is that what you heard? Yes, and the the last clip I have, I think it's going to cement that even further. But, it, I mean, he was saying, you know, Mason, what he does well, and then he said pick it. He was saying retrieve. I think he means retreat. He retreat, was, yeah. He was dropping back and allowing the pressure to get to him, whereas Mason was stepping up. So it is kind of like – a situation where it almost seems like he knows he has to say Pickett is the guy right now, but he also wants to kind of give it out in case things don't work out with Pickett and say, you know, well, we we, we saw other guys succeed and, and whatnot. So, I mean, the other thing that jumps out to me is, and I'm sure he didn't mean this because he's a big Mike Tomlin fan, what an unbelievable indictment of Mike Tomlin the Matt Canada era really was. You take the chance, fine. You get to watch him work every day. You double down on him. Then you triple down on him. And you watch an offense that we would hear from from everybody who's played football, from Merrill Hodge to Steve Smith to people like that telling us that it was this was a hopelessly simplistic offense and you just heard a guy within those rooms if this guy is out here saying this now and he's still on the team right now I think right we haven't hit free agency yet he's still signed isn't he Patrick Peterson yeah he's still on the team if he is saying this on a podcast what were people saying and thinking in the room he's talking about super stagnant offense that did nothing to exploit the defense. He actually said out loud, very basic and elementary. What in the world was Mike Tomlin thinking and doing? And this is what the national media never sees. The national media wants to frame the whole Canada debacle as something that was thrust upon Tomlin that he overcame, you know, the same as Kenny Pickett. Like, oh, Mike Tomlin's dealt this deck of cards every year. Who said that on our show? I can't remember. Somebody from the national meet. Was it Peter King? Yeah, I, I was going to say, was it Peter King, maybe? He's dealt this deck of cards, you know, every year, this roster, and, he, and, and, and intimating that he overcomes it. No, he helps to create it. He helps to create it. And you don't get points 
for digging out of your own hole to the level of being, maybe being a game or two over 500. You don't get credit for that. You dug the hole. Matt Canada was maybe the most disastrous coordinator in the history of the franchise. And Mike Tomlin couldn't see it in year one or year two. And for all we know, not even year three, if you believe the people who think that Art Rooney made that call. I just look at this and consider it and listen to somebody like Patrick Peterson, and I can't help but 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 my mind going to what was Mike Tomlin looking at and thinking and observing this guy every day. And once again, fans were right. Former players were right. Everybody was right about Matt Canada. Mike Tomlin was dead wrong. And, and it badly harmed his franchise and maybe badly harmed to the point of ruining his quarterback. I'm not sure that Kenny Pickett would have thrived with anybody. We'll see. We'll see if we'll see if, when he has a real coordinator what happens if too much damage hasn't been done. That's why I wrote and said in the middle of this season it was time to bench Kenny Pickett. Not necessarily because of what he's doing, which wasn't much, but because you're doing maybe permanent damage to him with this coordinator. You're ruining him. Get him away from Matt Canada until you get a new coordinator in here. That's a player on the team who goes against the offense every day, obviously, right? Who knows offense and knows quarterbacks, who who has made his living, and he's a very sharp guy, Patrick Peterson. Very sharp. Telling the world that the Matt Canada offense was super stagnant did nothing to exploit the defense, was very basic and elementary. So let's get Tomlin that contract extension, shall we? See if he made the right choice this time? Well, and the other question is, or maybe not even a question, but I think it's factual at this point, is that he made a mistake with how they approached the quarterback position, playing Trubisky much longer than he should have. And then it seems like, if you listen to Peterson, he was a supporter of Mason Rudolph and thought that's a guy who gave us a better chance at this time. Maybe not long term, but at this time, he gave us a better chance to win than the other two that started in front of him. Well, that's the other little window that Pat Pete gave us into the locker room. Again, if he's saying out loud, knowing that the whole world's going to listen, that Mason's not afraid to take chances pushing the ball down the field, stand in the pocket, not afraid to take that pressure. What hurts Kenny is he retreats too much, makes it easier to get corralled. I don't know. Is that something that just changes? Do you do you, do you have pocket presence or or do you not? He said to the point where he can't deliver the ball. You think Pat Pete's the only guy in that locker room who thinks like that? And that's the reason I don't think the Steelers want to bring back Mason Rudolph because they know that there's people in the locker room who favor him. They know, according to Jerry Dulac, anyway, the, from, from last week, I think, that there's people in the offices, people upstairs who favor Rudolph. You're going to have a quarterback competition, maybe by bringing in some people like, I, I, I don't know, Russell Wilson would definitely be that, right? But I think what is more likely is they want to, to, to play it very safe with Kenny Pickett. They don't want competition. They don't want to ignite 
a an already tenuous situation one side or the other in their own locker room. I don't think they do. I think they want an older caretaker, mentor, clear backup like a Ryan Tannehill. That's what I think. Because Pat Pete just gave you a window into what people are thinking in that locker room. And if you heard, and you just did hear, what he said, you have to believe that he would prefer Mason Rudolph, no matter what he said about Pickett earlier. No matter what he said. And he definitely uh, would prefer a pretty accomplished veteran starter to come in as well, it sounds like. So, yeah, he's, uh, again, he had, I think, the company line is, we're going to say Kenny's the guy, but then he gave you plenty, plenty of reasons why he wasn't necessarily the guy right now. Text of the day from Mike DeFabo. I'm here outside the studio like a feral cat. Is feral the right way to say that or feral? How do you say that? I think feral. Feral? Yeah, that's how I like say it. high school? We might be wrong. Well, bottom line is poor little Mike. Where is he? Is he behind me here? Well, there he is. He just got let in by uh, by our friend. <laughs> People just, he's just standing out there. Fort. We should put a little thing of milk out for him, perhaps. Yeah, next, for next Friday, we'll put a little thing of milk. Mike DeFabo joins me in studio. We'll talk. Well, let's play those same quotes for him. Coming up next, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on New Silverado 1500 trucks, cloudy with some rain, and a high of 54. The DeFabo experience coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.